Hey everyone, today we are talking about three things to do when you feel stuck. Balancing building a successful business and being a superstar mom is hard. And yet, in today's digital world, it's more common than ever. The question becomes, how do we successfully grow a business and children at the same time? Join us for a candid conversation as we share our experiences and insights into marketing and motherhood. I'm Jesse Valle. And I'm Angela Reeder. Welcome to the Marketing Moms Podcast. Okay, can I start the episode by saying Angela got rid of the cat ears? I she did. Has... I got rid of the cat ears. <laughs> now has... I have a telemarketer. <laughs> yeah. Telemarketer stuff. Over the ear <laughs> headphones, except yeah, it has the little microphone like she's a telemarketer. <laughs> <laughs> Which I did do for a while in my youth for a few months. That was oh, my, really? my first my first real like get a paycheck job was as a telemarketer. I don't I think had I no have... business being a telemarketer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have the skin for that. Like my brother did it bad. for like a summer and yeah, he said that people loathed him. Yeah, he was just yeah, glad was that bad. they couldn't see his face. So out in public, they didn't know it was him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Jesse decided to start the day by throwing me for a loop and asking me, what does it mean to be stuck? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if we're going to talk about how to get unstuck, first, we got to talk about what it means to be stuck. Yeah. For me, well. Oh, go, go for it. You go first. Okay. I know when I get stuck, generally one of the big keys for me is I will notice that I am putting off all of the normal things that I usually enjoy. Like there are certain things I do for clients that I really enjoy doing. And when I find myself looking at my list and being like, I don't want to do any of those things. I don't want to think about anything today like my brain is just having a hard time getting in gear that's usually a pretty big indicator for me that I'm starting to feel stuck and get in that mode where I'm not really moving forward or like progressing on any of my goals or tasks yeah I mean that sounds really good I mean I I feel like the same thing happens to me when you know, I walk into the kitchen and I don't want to cook another meal. I don't oh, want to yeah. clean another thing. I don't want to, you know, all the things that normally don't bug me and all of a sudden they are. Yeah. And then I just feel like shutting down. <laughs> yes, that's a big one. Those days where you just don't want to get out of bed for no particular reason other than the routine is just feeling too much yeah like you feel yep, like exactly yeah you, you you're stuck in the routine and you just don't wanna <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and like I said even if it's something you enjoy like I really enjoy reading but if I'm starting to get in that mode I'll find myself picking up my phone or turning on a show instead of reading even if it's a book I enjoy I'm just like, I, my brain can't, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. So the first thing for you all to do as well is to think about what it means to be stuck. And then 
now let's talk about three things to do to get unstuck. What do what are three things to do when we feel stuck? Yep. Okay, so the first thing is going to be to review your goals. So hopefully you listened to last week's episode and you set your goals for Q2 and you know what you're looking for right now on the personal side, on the business side, you know kind of the purpose of your life, right? Now, if you actually uh, listen to, say, some of our other episodes on goal setting and why goals are important, you know that I like the question, you know, who do you want to be when you're 80? Who do you want to be in the future? What are you working towards? And sometimes even the short-term goals that we have lose sight of who we want to be at the end of the day or at the end of our lives. Hopefully that's not 80. (laughs) Hopefully it's way beyond 80. Did you see Julia's post on Instagram the other day about the only two people you have to uh, like make proud in your life? No. It was so good. So our friend Julia, she runs Geek Pack. We did a thing with her like a while back. Mm -hmm. She posted a thing on Instagram a little while ago that said something about there are only two people in life that you have to make proud. Your eight-year-old self and your 80-year-old self. Whoa. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking here saying, okay, well, one's got to be yourself. So who's the other person? Wow, they're both you. I know. Yeah, it was like a longer thing. But, you know, it's not your parents. It's not your husband, your kid, your friends. And like, but it was your eight-year-old self and your 80-year-old self. And I was like, that is really good. Because I, you know, I know you especially love to do the, you know, what do I need to do to make myself happy when I'm 80? Um, But like thinking back to like my eight-year-old self, I was like, ooh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah let, let's see here what did my eight-year-old self do I know I read a lot of books so I, did. I read a lot of books too yeah <laughs> so it's probably good that I'm picking back up reading these last couple of years during the pandemic <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> making that eight-year-old Jesse proud <laughs> huh I like that a lot yeah so just reviewing your goals and thinking about Are the things you're doing now helping you become that person you want to be? That's a really good way to kind of get unstuck because then you can also see how the mundane things we do day in and day out actually do have a purpose. Right. And I think that's kind of one of the reasons people get stuck is because they feel purposeless. And so if we can somehow figure out how what we do now does lead to our larger purpose, then it can really help us out. I think of my parents who, you know, have kind of started inching towards the world of retirement. They both like semi-retired. Like they both have part-time jobs and it's not that they need the money. I think it's just that they want something to do, right? And people always say that, like the moment you stop and do nothing, that's when you waste away because you have to continue to find that purpose. You have to continue to live for something. And so for my parents, they just love getting out in the community and meeting people and having a pulse on what's going on in town. Um, 
you know, that, that helps get them up out of bed in the morning and, and out of the mundane. So you have to figure out what it does, like what it means to review those goals and figure out what you're trying to reach towards in life. And that's how, you know, one of the ways that you can kind of get unstuck and kind of see things from a new perspective. Yeah, I like that. And that's one of the reasons I really like the goal refreshes quarterly that we do, because it kind of gives you a chance to check in with your overall goals and what you what you're working toward. All right. You want to lead us into way number two? Yes, because it's the one I'm excited about. (laughs) (laughs) So way number two is to actually change up the space around you. So like rearranging your desk, rearranging your furniture, moving things around, swapping out pictures. Or just leaving the house altogether. Yeah, like it doesn't have – so basically it's rearranging your space or, you know, it it doesn't have to be rearranging what's in front of you. It could be getting yourself out to change your scenery altogether. Go to the library. Go to a coffee shop. Go to a park bench. Wherever you can get out. Now, those were examples of places you can go to work, but it could also be just, you know, if – if you have little ones at home, take them to the park. Yeah. Just get some fresh good. air. <laughs> or outside. just go out in the backyard. I know some people that like to go, you know, Angela does that occasionally. You'll take your laptop out to the backyard and just let the kids play while you work. Yep. That's really fun. And they enjoy it too. Even though I'm still working, like they're super excited because I'm out there with them. And so I have to say one of the reasons that – the rearranging your space is on my mind is because I finally got some pictures up. I'll have to share it. Um, So a long, long time ago, shortly after we moved in, my husband made a special chair rail thing, you know, like the little piece of trim that goes partway up a wall. But it's like two pieces with a backing and I can set a picture in it. it. So it's like pictures all along the chair rail. And when my littles were little, I couldn't put pictures in there because they would pull the pictures out and tear them up because they were toddlers. And the other day I realized they're big enough now that I can put my pictures back. And now I have pictures all down my hallway and I'm so excited about it. Ooh, that sounds really nice. See, I love that you can just kind of spruce up an area in your home or change something and it kind of breathes new life into the space and into your attitude. So that's one of the things, yeah, you can absolutely do when you kind of feel stuck. So for me, when I feel stuck, um, yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've rearranged my office space (laughs) because nothing ever quite feels right. I like kind of, I do like where it is now. But it it took me almost three years of moving things around <laughs> and finally deciding that where I had put all the pictures on the wall, what just wasn't – that's where I was like, I have to make sure that you can see the pictures on the wall. And finally I was like, wait a minute. Why don't I just move the pictures? <laughs> and so I rearranged to where I wanted my desk. I wanted my, my – uh, filing cabinet and things like that 
And then I put the picture, like I rehung the pictures on the wall. Nothing is permanent, okay? You can always yeah. rearrange things. And it makes me feel so much better. Yeah, But I'll do the same thing in the living room. Like if I just want to change something up. Our living room's, uh, it, it's, I like to think of my, my house as a type of those spaces where things can real like really look great in one <laughs> arrangement. <laughs> yes. But that doesn't stop me from rearranging, even if it seems kind of wonky or it's kind of, it, who cares? Like I'm the one that sees it all the time. So even if it may not be the quote unquote ideal way to arrange the furniture and things like that, I do it anyway because it kind of refreshes the space and it refreshes our attitudes when we walk into the room. If you're enjoying this candid chat, you can get early access, exclusive content, and more by supporting us on Patreon. Simply visit patreon.com forward slash marketing moms. Now back to the show. Yep. Yeah. Or get some flowers to put on your desk or put somewhere you can see them. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Or just organize a space, mm-hmm. right? Like a couple months back, I organized my pantry and for a space that nobody really ever sees but me, every time I walk in there now, I'm just like, ah, I know where everything is. <laughs> it looks so nice. And and it makes me want to cook because I get in there and I'm like, ooh, I know exactly where this is and what I have here and nothing gets lost. And I just love the way I've organized my pantry. So just organizing a, a smaller space can also help as well. I, yeah. I mean, I also did the same thing with my uh, linen closet. Like before, after a few years, it kind of got in disarray. So I took, I'm not even joking, two hours <laughs> to refold everything, rearrange it. And so now every time I open up the linen closet, instead of going, oh, I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like just little things like that just kind of affect your mood in ways you never expected. Yeah. So number three is? Take a mental health day. Yes. So what does it mean to take a mental health day? Uh, I mean, I think a lot of people think about it as like just a day of doing nothing, but it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to just be watching Bridgerton all day. Hey, that was a really, (laughs) really great Friday for me. (laughs) Hey, it can be, but it doesn't have to be. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, I only did it because I got sick and I had to take the day off. My body forced me to take the day off. But we're talking about the kind where your body doesn't force you to take the day off. Yes. You choose to take the day off. And we're so, not talking like, just work. We're talking like your home responsibilities too. Just take sure. the day off. Yeah. Well, like the other day I went, I got my hair cut. I took my kids to gymnastics. We ordered dinner so I didn't have to cook. That was a good mental health day. Yeah. I just hate that I do have that habit of waiting until my body tells me I have to take the day before I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I yeah I that. didn't do anything but binge Bridgerton for a whole day, <laughs> which was awesome in and of itself, let me tell you. <clears throat> but then the next day, I pretty much just slept the whole day. 
and that yep. and and that's kind of how I left feeling I mean there are still lingering things from being sick but that's kind of how I left the whole being sick weekend was right. I would love to do that again without being sick yeah so that I could enjoy it more so I could choose more of what I wanted to do if I truly took a mental health day, I, I, yeah, I'd probably get outside. I actually took a few days off a couple weeks ago during spring break to hang out with my kids. And one of the best days was a practically do nothing day. We, um, I rode my bike to get coffee. Um, I took the kids to a couple different parks. And we just relaxed out in the sunshine and played. And it was really nice. The kids yelled at me because I started swinging on the swing set at the park. <laughs> like, what? Why? Adults can swing too, okay? Swing, people, swing. Yes, go swing for your mental health. Yeah, I mean, I have mental health days. I have days where I will, you know, play my computer, my World of Warcraft, or I will read for an afternoon, or I will go get coffee. Um, and so, you know, just things like that. It's important to take those days, especially when you do realize that you're starting to get stuck. Uh, otherwise, like Jesse said, your body will make you take those days. Yeah, and that's that's just not as fun. I have to admit, back when I was teaching or in, in any job, I, I never – I didn't believe that a mental health day was a thing. Like I felt guilty yeah. over it. Like who would take a day off work when they weren't really sick? Who could – Yep. And, and I think it's because – I just didn't realize the power it could hold over your life and that working and even your responsibilities at home, like all of that is not, does not have to be your life. It doesn't have to be your purpose. If anything, I think that it's a great idea to take, who knows, like a, a day a month. Yeah. Where you just take a mental health day. It's like a, a vacation day. Mm-hmm. To just go yeah. do whatever you want. It doesn't have to be something super forced and planned. Just take an extra long weekend. Yeah, and the other thing is, you know, aside from just eventually get, making yourself physically sick because you need the mental break, you will often find yourself making mistakes, putting things off, doing things incorrectly and having to redo them. Yelling at your uh, kids more. Yelling at your kids more, like being irritated with people, including mm -hmm. customers and clients. Like, So it's important to take the time to you know, give yourself a break, decompress, get unstuck, get re-excited about whatever it is. I mean, nobody gets super excited about how, well, most people don't get super excited about housework, but, you know, <laughs> at least get back to where you can do it without saying bad words under your breath <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's funny <laughs> um yeah i just whatever it is that lights you up 
or just reminds you that you're just a human and it's okay to have fun or it's okay. You know what? If taking a mental health day does mean binging Netflix all day and sleeping, then do it. It's totally fine if that's what really energizes you. Yeah. Um, because we need those days too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's not that you can't take a day and binge Bridgerton. You just, that doesn't have to be. You know, here's one. Think of something your eight-year-old self liked to do and go do it. Yeah. Color a picture, ride a bike, go swing on the swings, read a book under a tree. Like, There's a reason that the adult coloring books came back. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And something, okay, so even, it doesn't even have to be your eight-year-old self. I do like that, though. But just something that uh, sometimes my husband and I like to do things that we used to do pre-kids, like yeah. sit for hours playing Call of Duty. Uh-huh. Yeah. We love to do that. Just to, we try to do it sometimes when the kids go to bed. <laughs> but then it's like, oh, but we have to go to bed because the kids are going to wake yeah. up early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, think of something you really used to enjoy doing and try doing it again. Yeah. And your mental health day doesn't have to be a spur of the moment thing. It can be planned. And sometimes it's best being planned like a vacation because you can look forward to it. So, hey, I know that the second Friday of the month is going to be my mental health day. Even Yeah. It doesn't even have to be a Friday. It could be like a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> break your week up yes look at the look at the um you like your weather app and see what day is going to be really nice <laughs> if mm-hmm. you prefer to get outside again you do not have to we're just giving you ideas and then just plan for it or you know what sometimes it, for me is kind of the opposite like on days that are really dreary and stormy and bleh, that's when I want the mental health day because yeah. I do just want to cuddle up with a good romantic comedy and cup of coffee and just yep, decompress. Now, I do understand that you might have to sprinkle some things in there like taking the kids to school. <laughs> or if you're like me and you still have um, preschool-aged kids, you know, taking care of the little ones that aren't in school yet. But you can still do some really fun things. You know what else is fun is pulling out you, – you talked about the eight-year-old self, pulling out like board games and stuff you used to play as a kid. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's hard to just say, all right, guys, for the next couple hours, we're turning off all the electronics and we're playing Monopoly. <laughs> yes. It's so funny when – the all the stuff started in way back in March 2020 my kids were supposed to go back to school from spring break and of course they were like we're not going back yet it's gonna be a few weeks whatever a month and so every week for the first like five or six weeks of of everything my parents would order a new board game on Amazon and ship it to my kids So my kids every week had like a different board game to play. Now we have this little collection of board games that we like to get out. I love that. (laughs) Well, well, recently I also started teaching my daughter dominoes. 
So then we could like play train and things like that that I used to enjoy playing with my family when I was younger. I'm waiting until she gets old enough to understand cards. Like there are a lot of card games we used to play, but she's still a little little for that. Mm -hmm. My kids like um, War, the card game War. Okay, yeah. And they also really like, we adapted Uno to work with a regular deck of cards. Oh, okay. So they like that too. That's I'm fun. waiting till my oldest gets a little bit older to teach her how to play gin rummy. <laughs> yeah. I could, I could never understand that game. We I played a lot of spades. Poker or euchre. Is euchre big over there in, in where you are? Um, I mean, my parents used to play it, but it's I, really I, huge here. yeah, I, it's like I, a state pastime and I never could wrap my head. I'm like the only person I know that can't play euchre. <laughs> <laughs> my parents used to, um, they used to have a group of people and they'd rotate every month whose house they would go to. It was like a group of, I don't know, like six or eight couples or something like that. And they would play pitch, which I had never even really heard of that game until my parents started going. They're like, oh, yeah, pitch. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) I don't know what you were doing growing up. Yeah. But it's also things like that. You know, if you're feeling stuck, figure out something you could add to your life that kind of like number one, when we said review your goals, that helps you work toward living the life you want to live. Yep. And it looks different for every person. So we can't tell you what to go do. We're giving you, you know, suggestions. You know, something my mom did last week is she actually went, she's been getting into quilting and she went to a quilting workshop all day Saturday. And it was really fun because she got to go learn some new skills, get validation for the things that she did know and um, just kind of hang out with other people who had a hobby like her. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. So today's challenge, I think, would be to plan. Plan for what what are you going to do the next time you feel stuck? Or even kind of be proactive about it and put that mental health day on your calendar. So you can look forward to it. So it can help keep you from getting stuck because you know it's coming. You're not just stuck in the routine of the mundane, you know, mental health days coming. Or maybe you just go ahead and rearrange a space and see, just like test it and see what it does to your mood. Yeah. Or review our uh, episode from last week and write out your goals. Figure out what it is you're working toward. Find your purpose And then hopefully everything else will help support that. Yep. Thank you for joining us today. We're so honored this is where you chose to spend your time. If this episode helped you in some way, please share it with another mom who needs to hear it. We're in this together. And if you're looking to spend even more time with us, visit marketingmomspodcast.com for more episodes, free goodies, and ways to connect. Don't forget to check out our brand new Marketing Moms book now available on Amazon. 